Hey everyone, great to see you for our midweek update and uh, what's coming next? Well, it looks like this is what's coming next. So let's think through this and uh, work with me through it. I think by the time we get to then, you're gonna be encouraged no matter what we are seeing take place throughout every week. But here in the United States, we once looked at the persecution of Christians as something that happened a long time ago or some distant land. Uh, that was in the first century or that was in the dark ages or that's only in China or Iran or uh, wherever. But in a sense, there has always been some type of persecution even here. So just think through this with me just for a minute. In school, uh, students have often been bullied or belittled for their faith uh, by teachers even more than fellow students. And Christians in the workplace sometimes suffered from harassment or were passed over for promotions. Uh, that's called soft persecution. But times are changing, and they're changing fast. And for the first time in American history, government shut down churches, remember? The pandemic. And if they did gather together, I know this from personal experience from being a pastor, uh, they were told that they could not sing. You want to know what we did at our church? I went out and taught a message from the book of Daniel uh, when Daniel was told, hey, you can't worship the Lord for 30 days. What did he do? He went upstairs, he opened up his windows, and he prayed toward Jerusalem, and he made sure that he did what he was called to do, that he lifted up the name of God. And at our church, what we did is, Thought from that message, and we sang louder that Sunday than we ever did before, and it was great, no matter what the governor of California was telling us. But those with religious objections to the government's prescribed medical treatments were hounded and punished. They sometimes lost their jobs, sometimes their careers, and the walls are closing in. A recent Newsweek poll found that the majority of Americans aged 25 to 34 believe that misgendering should be a crime. Uh, Christians, listen, we love the truth, if you're a genuine believer anyways. And the truth is that an individual's gender is the sex he or she was born with. That's what science says, or at least that's what it's always said, and that's what common sense says. But now you are risking jail for stating the obvious, that God made them male and female. Can you imagine that that passage from the book of Genesis would ever be illegal? Well, it seems like we might be going there, that God made them male and female, even the words that Jesus said. Welcome to Hope for Our Times. I'm producer Kevin, and I'd like to let you know about some of the things happening at Hope for Our Times. I'd like to thank everyone who financially supports Hope for Our Times. Because of your faithfulness, we're able to reach the ends of the earth with the Word of God. We've heard many reports of people who are encouraged because of the programming at Hope For Our Times. If you'd like to partner with us, you can donate through our app or on our website. We would love to hear from you. You can visit our website and click on the Contact Us tab to send us your comments, questions, and prayer requests. Have you downloaded the Hope For Our Times app? Our app is available for Apple, Android, and on Roku. The app is free and a great tool to stay connected with Tom and the many great guests who join him every week. You can read timely news articles, watch special app-exclusive videos, and submit questions. Download the app today and invite your friends to check it out, too. Tom's new book, Marking the Masses, is at the printers. If you've pre-ordered the book, we'll be shipping them out as soon as we can. If you'd like to order a copy, visit the events page at HopeForOurTimes.com.
Remember to tell somebody about the hope found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. By now, uh, we've all heard about this coming from Michigan. Uh, Michigan House passes the bill that can make using wrong pronouns a felony, fineable up to $10,000. Under the new bill, intimidating an individual in regards to their gender identity can result in prison time or a $10,000 fine, says this article. Now, since this first was made public, there's been a lot of pushback. Not sure it's ever gonna come into effect, at least not over the next week anyways. But as we see everything progressing this way, I'm convinced it's just a matter of time. But this is really about much more than misgendering, being politically correct. What this is doing is going after the truth of the Word of God, because the biggest problem that the globalists face is those who believe in the Bible. Listen, most people just capitulate. In Nazi Germany, 30% of the people just believed whatever Hitler said. And then I think it was 65% of the people just went along with the plan because they didn't want any harm to come to their job or their position or didn't want to be mocked or whatever. 5% were holdouts, 5% fought against it, resisted. They were part of the resistance. And it seems like that pattern is common throughout history and that's the direction it's going. But the problem is the Bible. When people believe in the Bible, when they've been born again by the Lord Jesus Christ, they're filled with the Spirit. And they're not gonna capitulate. They're gonna be much stronger because they're gonna know that they live for the King of Kings and not for any king of this world. And they're not willing to recant their faith if they are a genuine believer, unwilling to compromise. But that's what's going on in Michigan. We've seen that. We can see the direction things are going. In Canada, things are even worse. The 23-year-old son of Pastor Arthur Pulaski. In fact, I had him in an interview not too long ago uh, with Arthur's wife. Uh, but he addressed the European Parliament, and he pleaded for international pressure in the case of his father, who potentially faces 10 years in prison after delivering a sermon to truckers blocking the border last year. He said, I am here today in desperation, a cry for help. I would like to stand here and tell you all the things about freedom and democracy that I like, but I no longer know those things. They have been taken away from us Canadians. Then he said this, Canada has fallen. He called Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau a modern day Caligula. Man, that's some strong words. Then he added, we cannot allow these mad emperors to run mad. Indeed, that's what's happening. And remember, he said, all of this is being done under the guise of health, safety, and protecting us by stripping our rights and ushering in tyranny. His father was imprisoned 51 days for preaching his 19-minute sermon urging peace. Finally, he was allowed out of prison to continue awaiting his trial, now under house arrest. Uh, but get this, while in prison, he says authorities abused him and urged fellow inmates to attack him, ostensibly because of ongoing peaceful protests outside the prison, officials put the whole prison on lockdown and openly blamed Pulaski. Uh, they were punishing the entire prison because of me, he said. And then they paraded me in front of the inmates saying, that's the guy, uh, you're being punished because of him.
So if you have a chance to do something, that's the villain, that's the guy. Man, that is crazy. Then he added, I was told by inmates, and they're willing to testify, that they were approached by different people from within the administration and the guards bribing them with different incentives to beat me up. But the pastor explained, and this is cool, my suffering is very little in comparison to what Jesus went through or what other people went through. And he could have added, or what some other Christians are going through right now. In India, for instance, think on this, since May, 120 people have died in Manipur, a state violence against Christians. 50,000 have been displaced. 1,700 homes have been destroyed, along with 250 churches. This is organized Hindu violence against the Christian minority. Those who publicly decry the situation are subject to, uh, to prosecution. This is government by mob and mob violence, and it most certainly is Christian persecution. But it's worse in Africa. Muslim jihadists in Mangu, Nigeria, have slaughtered 2,500 Christians and destroyed 18,200 churches during the first six months of 2023. Some 50 million Nigerian Christians have now been forced out of their ancestral homes. Many remain homeless. If I had more time, I'd go further, but I don't have time to talk about the terrors going on in North Korea, Somalia, Yemen, Iraq, Antria, Libya, Pakistan, Iran, Afghanistan, Sudan, Egypt, and on down the list. But here's what it comes down to for you and me. Let's think of this. How do we respond? Well. Here's six ways. For one, this should not surprise us. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 22, Jesus said, you will be hated by all for my name's sake. So we can expect it. Uh, 1 Peter chapter 4, the Bible says, Beloved, do not think it a strange thing concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. And number two on the list of six, also, we should expect God to give us the endurance that is needed. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse two, we are reminded that we are to be looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And number three, we must trust the sufficiency of his grace. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, Paul wrote, and he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Number four, we should not seek the approval of man as a means of avoiding persecution, but seek first God's kingdom. Uh, in Luke chapter six, Jesus said, Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. That should give you some alertness, I guess I could say, to the reality of the things that we face, especially us. 
who believe that Jesus is coming again and we tell others. Number five on the list of six, we must know that the deepest fellowship with Christ in this world is a fellowship of his sufferings. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, the Bible says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. 2 Corinthians chapter 1 uh, says, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. And finally, number six, we must see persecution as transitory and victory in Christ as eternal. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus said, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Uh, rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Listen, hold your head up uh, where it belongs. We live as conquerors. Listen, are you a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ? Then live as a conqueror. Because in Luke chapter 21, Jesus said, when these things begin to happen, what are we supposed to do? Look up and lift up our heads because our redemption draws near. Live as a conqueror. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.